Everybody. Welcome to Horror Comics Podcast. My God. What a time we're in. I was going to, uh, my God, I was going to put on the song Zombie by the Cranberries, I think. And I just, I chose not to do that. Uh, because I typed in zombie on Spotify and uh, Rob Zombie came up and I decided to play this song instead. So, yeah, what a crazy, crazy, crazy life we live in. But we were prepared for this though, right? All the horror, all the zombie movies that we took in, all of the different horrors and whatnot we subjected ourselves to. We knew this shit was coming one day. We just thought it would be a lot worse than this, I guess, first go-round, maybe? Anyway, welcome to the Horror Comics Podcast. It's episode 27, and uh, things are a little bit different than we thought they were going to be. And you'll hear it later when we're talking about pushing epi- pushing issues together to form one episode and whatnot. We're not going to end up doing that uh, just because we just found out that Diamond comic distributors are not going to be... They're not going to be shipping comics anymore, um, starting with this last uh, sort of uh, fucking God, it's nuts, man. With this, this more, I guess, in the most recent run or or whatever of comics, like I think we get uh, review copies this upcoming week, and it's the last one, and it's the week of um, March. As of recording, this is March 24th, but... The 27th, uh, Friday, is when we normally get our review copies, so the 27th would be the day. That That's the last, that is the last set of review copies for DC, as far as I know, that we're going to get. And they're postponing, they're not doing digital copies or anything, they're postponing comics uh, from there on out. And that is fucking weird, man. My comic shop is doing curbside pickup. They were doing in-store until they basically made it mandatory that, like, non-essentials had to uh, close their doors. And I, I fought tooth and nail. I was like, uh, you tell me, my no, my comic shop is, is, is fucking essential to my mental fucking health. But they did not take too well to that at the old government, El Governmente. And, uh, yeah, so... Tis what it is, I guess, but yeah, so um, I guess I'm going to be trying to support my local comic shop by just buying every, I guess every Wednesday I'm going to try to put it in, because they'll do mail order, and again, curbside pickup as long as they're allowed to, I'm just going to try to buy a trade paperback or like some old back issue of some horror comic, my cat's going nuts in the background, if you can't hear her, she knows coronavirus is swirling around the windows like a government drone like a technocrat social media social media network just surrounding us just trying to invade no but i'm going to try to uh support my comic shop and just buy something every wednesday and go pick it up you know 
uh, God, this is, it's crazy how many things are shutting down. And my friends, I didn't take it seriously at first. And I have a lot of friends that are, that are losing their jobs, um, because of all this. And this is becoming more of like a, okay, well, it's, you know, when it starts hitting closer to home, I guess you start to, you, you start to respect in a weird way, uh, the whole thing. And it's just like, wow. Um, yeah. So there we are. It's now hitting closer to home when it comes to comics too. Uh, I am a Wednesday, uh, I, I, whatever you want to call it. I, I go on Wednesdays every morning. I go to my local comic shop and I pick up my pool list and then I walk through the shelves to see what else is new and, you know, get stuff. And uh, this will be the first Wednesday that I cannot even go into the store and look. I had to email them. But they sent me an email. They were kind enough to do that and say, hey, we this is how we have to operate. And I was like, well, okay, these are the things. I had to go online and look. And, um, you know, first world problems. I had to go online and look and see what else was coming out, see if there's anything new I wanted to get. Regardless, um, yeah, so going to be pulling up and just handing him my car, let him run it, and then bring it back out to me with my books. And, like, man. Uh, but, yeah, that's what. that's not even that weird. What's weird is, like, the fact that they're not even going to be releasing them digitally. That's fucking weird. Um, but yeah, so I don't know when we're going to pick back up on and finish these Hill House comics um, that I'm doing with Joey, which tonight, on the, or I say tonight, on this episode, we're doing Plunge number two, not Purge, like I said on fucking Twitter, because I'm a fucking idiot. The first time I, 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 no, I tagged Joe Hill in the uh, tweet, and I was like, oh, we're covering all the comics that you're doing at your fucking wonderful black label. Oh, and it's it's Purge, number one. No, it's not Purge, you dumbass. And Joey was like, hey, you might want to correct that. Not Purge, it's Plunge. I was like, I knew it was Plunge, but for some reason when I typed it, I did it from my phone through Anchor, and like it auto-corrected it to purge and I even saw that and didn't correct it. And then it went and I, when I did the description, I typed it again. I was like, God damn it. How did I miss that? So anyway, thank you, Joey, for pointing that out to me so I could correct it, but it is plunge number one and Lolo woods number three. And, uh, we're really, we're really having a good time with these Hill house comics through black label, but I guess we're going to be on pause indefinitely. Um, minus basket full of heads. We already have the review copies from basket full of heads. Um, so I think this upcoming Friday review copies will be the last ones we get. And I don't know which ones are going to be, but, um, yeah, I mean, we're just going to keep, you know, moving forward and I'll, I guess this will be a good opportunity for me to go back to the, uh, I guess the old school comic thing and do like maybe the radio play deal or, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's a crazy time here for me as a comic collector to not be able to go. <laughs> it's in my comic shop uh, like I normally would. But, uh, you know, first world problems, like I said. Um, before we move on here, I do want to talk about uh, Nightmare Threads. You can go to NightmareThreads.com and you can find a bunch of cool shit on their uh, t-shirts and memorabilia, whatnot for your favorite horror uh, franchises and whatnot. And if you go to the show notes, scroll down to the bottom, uh, there's a link there that will actually help out this show if you shop through there. And also, you save an extra 5% if you use the promo code, one word, promo code 
Horror Comics, all caps, Horror Comics, you'll save 5% on your order, plus that, and if you shop through the link, it helps out the show. Uh, we get a little bit of kickback. It helps promote, uh, or helps promote, it helps uh, financially this show to keep moving forward uh, a little bit. It's not much, you know, but it's like, it's. I'm, I'm very grateful for how generous that Night- Nightmare Threads has been to offer me a promo code and a link. Like, that's really cool, and I think that's awesome. So I'm happy to promote them. Um, my shirt that I got from them, and I've got a link in there as well, is the Halloween 2 shirt, and it's a, just a plain white shirt with just like the horizontal uh, picture of Michael Myers, and I think it's awesome. I love that, and uh, I, but I'm also about being simple, in that kind of way, and it's just a cool picture, and I love that, but they have all kinds of stuff, I don't even know if they sell that shirt anymore, but the limited edition, I guess, but they have all kinds of stuff there, it's not just shirts, but um, go check it out, and again, use Horror Comics, one word, in all caps, uh, to save a little bit of money on that, but I appreciate that, and also, I do want to promote, as well, Pocket Universe Productions, it's, and on Twitter, that's at Pocket Plot, one word, Pocket Plot, their new podcast. It's not even really that new. They they were doing this on Audible, and I listened to it there, and it was it's it's incredible. And now they're taking it to iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. But it's go on where wherever you get your podcasts, search EC Comics presents the Vault of Horror. And actually, if you just type in the Vault of Horror, it will come up. But it is a podcast that is a reenactment of the Vault of Horror from EC Comics, and it's got voices that you would recognize. I mean, good Lord. I really don't even want to spoil it. I just want you to go check it out. They're not even like paying me to do an ad. I'm just doing an ad because I fucking love it. And uh, I actually just tweeted it as well uh, because I just enjoy it. And it's a cool reenactment of stories that you've read before if you're familiar with Vault of Horror and EC Comics. And it's a really great uh, just reenactment of these stories so go check that out again uh search your favorite podcast uh, platforms for ec comics presents the vault of horror or again you can just type in the vault of horror and it will probably show up you'll see the uh, the cover art there that says vault of horror uh, check that out and then go follow pocket universe productions at pocket plot on twitter now uh, without further ado, uh, myself and Joey, we're going to get into the uh, books, Plunge and Lolo Woods. And, I, you know, at this point, I, I feel like I don't need to warn you, but I guess I'll say ahead of time, we like to have our drinks and we always say that. What are we drinking? What are we drinking tonight? Um, you know, so we like to get a little bit loose and, and have some drinks and have a good fucking time. Uh, so that's what we do. And, uh, you know. Things get a little crazy, the conversations get out of hand, they get over at the top. That's what happens when you're having a good time, you're relaxing, talking to a friend, having drinks and talking about comics. So we kind of wanted to bring that aspect, uh, and I'm not talking, talking about this episode, I'm talking about when we first got on talking about Hill House Comics, we wanted to have that aspect of like drinking and talking with friends about comics and horror comics and whatnot, and that's what we've been bringing, and so hopefully you're enjoying it. And uh, that's what we're going to continue to do. And like I said, uh, you know, we're getting cut off here soon, but we'll, we'll find some new thing to to bring in uh, on top of I'll do the old school radio style uh, 
you know, old comics, but we also want to find a new vein until we get back to uh, when we find out, I guess, how things are going to go from here on out. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited and I love doing these shows with Joey and we will find, um, you know, some new vein to go through, uh, you know, as time goes on through the coronavirus, through the zombie apocalypse. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, let's get into the most recent Hill House comics. We should probably yeah probably let everybody know we're recording this like mid March where every, like the whole thing just is kind of like it's a it's been out there for a week and everybody's now quarantined yeah so like, when this is published when this is put out there who knows where we'll be <laughs> yeah no. uh, I don't know man um I well let's see this should come out well I, I, yeah I guess you're right it'll actually be two weeks from thirty first right today it will yeah it'll be or something like that well I guess. Oh shit! If you're doing it on Tuesdays, if, so the next uh, episode comes out on Wednesday, on the 25th, I think oh. is when I have it scheduled yep. for. So then this one would actually, if I'd schedule it out for Wednesday, uh, it would be April 1st, which is my birthday. So that's still yeah, two weeks out. Hey, mine's April 2nd. Really? No shit. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's my, awesome. That's my wife's sister, her birthday is April 2nd, so we always end up having like oh, the night wife. of my birthday, like a big. Like, you know, everybody hangs out and like parties and whatnot. And like at midnight, it switches to basically her birthday. That's crazy. Thing, so, yeah. Cause uh, my, my grandmother's birthday on my mother's side is April 2nd. And then nice. my uncle, who is now, who is now divorced from my aunt, my, you know, my biological aunt, um, yeah. they divorced. His was April 2nd too. Nice. So, That's yeah. crazy, man. <laughs> one more person. Like most of my friends' birthdays are in, like, mo- like so many people that I know birthdays are in april like my wife's birthday's in april of course her sister mine uh my, my best friend uh, another one of my really good friends and um well one of my best friends now is his birthday is literally on the 29th so we're like close right yeah. <laughs> but it's weird. well yeah my my daughter my youngest daughter is uh hers is the 21st of april dang well there you go it's yeah. a good month yes, it oh, is. wait what's what's technically nine months before that that's the good months that's when everyone's having a really good time <laughs> i don't know yeah i know exactly <laughs> Crazy, i'm man. really bad at math so i don't know yeah me too and i don't really want to think about it it's not why we're no. here no. um uh, what uh okay well obviously we're going to shove all this into the you know put these episodes together to make one episode but uh since we recorded the last one things have gone a little bit crazy <laughs> so yeah. we did uh basket uh, not basketball heads but the dollhouse family um what okay what's going on up there where, you, where you're at as far as like you know what what's what's it like up there what's the air in your area i think so i'm on cape cod um yep. and which is you know basically it's a man-made island they could cut a canal in there back in like 1919 or something like that um so there's only two bridges to get on here right now i think we've only had one case Okay. Corona, and that was a while ago. I mean, that was I think over like maybe Monday. Right now it's Thursday, um, so I think we're handling it pretty well. Uh, the restaurants uh, are closed except for takeout and delivery. A lot of places that don't yeah. ne- have never done delivery are now doing it. Um, yeah, same here. 
So there's that, um, you know, schools are shut down. Uh, tomorrow's the last day that daycares can be open. Um, there's like every, every place is shut down. If you're a grocery store, then I think you have to remain open. And I, I work for a, um, a liquor store chain. I'm, a, I'm the beverage marketer for the big liquor store chain on, on Cape Cod. And uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of wine education uh, for the employees and stuff too. Um, and um, so like I, for us, I don't think we can close either. I don't, I, I, I don't think they can make liquor stores close because when, when people don't have access to alcohol, that's when things, goes ba- things go bad. Oh, yeah. You know, that's when yeah. riots start and people start breaking into places. You know, right. a lot of like like one of the restaurants down here, the Quarterdeck, even bought, like put up like stuff on their on their windows. You know, they boarded up the windows and everything, make sure nobody tries to break in and steal their booze and all that. Um, right. So I don't I don't think if they if they say that liquor stores have to close, I'll be very surprised. And it would be a very stupid move that they would probably reverse very quickly. I mean, crime rates would go up cops would be out yeah. and you know doing all sorts of crazy stuff to people you know that are just trying to even to get into homes to raid cabinets and stuff yeah you know it's i mean we learned from prohibition banning that stuff is not good right and when they don't get access to it you know that's that's like i said that's when things go bad so um yeah. i think we'll be open through the whole thing you know that's good i it's, mean yeah. yeah i i heard about like certain people in different places uh, certain, I guess, governments in different states or cities or whatever talking about like stopping the sale of like, you know, uh, alcohol and like firearms and stuff like that. And like, I'm like, you are asking for trouble, buddy. Like, <laughs> you're yeah. asking for trouble. Like, we start mm-hmm. banning alcohol. Like, you get people, first of all, uh, trying to get them to stay in their homes and then say you can't buy alcohol. What the fuck else is anybody supposed to do? <laughs> no shit. No uh, shit. No, you're asking for trouble there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're I mean, we're like in our in our county, which is a fair, you know, a decent size. Uh, there's only been five cases, and that was as of yesterday. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know what today has brought. We haven't had anybody like dying from it, um, but it's been pretty well contained, which is odd because like we have. Um, I mean, I was at home with my kid yesterday which was wednesday which was new comic book day and like we kind of stayed in and i was like you know what fuck this like we're we're hold up in here we're both getting stir crazy and like my wife said our old our old (laughs) street yeah my wife's at our old house uh because we're still renovating that um and like so i'm like we're going to the comic shop and then like i'm going to their like facebook page and everything to see if there's anything about them closing and i still got the email that was like we got your books or whatever so like I go in and I, we're kind of just driving around the city and I'm like, this is like pretty much a normal day. So people aren't really staying in here, but it, but if you go to like a store, people are definitely doing like the uh the the trick not the trigger word. What's the the the, the new the the term that has been coined that everyone's saying now? Social distancing. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know personal space which is something that Basically. was coined before uh just <laughs> your bubble for uh, the stay <laughs> just stay in your space. own bubble yeah my yeah. spacing my space should is probably about to just kaboom they're gonna come back all of a sudden <laughs> uh no but like that's what uh you know i guess what people here are more trying to get involved with is just like you know we'll just keep our distance and people are wearing like the masks and stuff like too so people aren't just like yeah. willy-nilly whatever but like 
Uh, yeah, thing like just like you said, restaurants are doing takeout and curbside pickup. Like not even just restaurants, but stores in general are like if you want to, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, like you can buy uh, online or or whatever. Um, and we'll like there's a clothing there's clothing stores are doing that here, like the local ones at least. And like my friend owns a record store, and like he's doing that. He's like meeting people wherever. Like he met someone. He posted I think on Instagram today. Like he met someone at the Walgreens parking lot and like oh wow had a bunch of records. Uh, it was like this guy wanted to buy records. And he was like, "Here you go." So he sold well, we, a bunch of records. We, we deliver. We deliver alcohol too, nice. and that that department has just been on fire, constant. Really? Like the delivery guy is just constantly going, and he has to like leave it out uh, like the step, it, you know, because people don't want contact. A lot of these people are yep. older people, so they don't want any contact. And what he'll even do is he'll like wipe down like the cases and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just you know with stuff to kind of just clean it up and everything. He just has to like see them in the window or something like that to make sure that they're, you know, there's a person of age, <laughs> Yeah, and you know? Um, but yeah, so that, that's been absolutely on fire. And like, like you said, like Wednesday was, was new comic book day. And so I had called in the morning just to make sure that somebody would put, uh, cause usually sometimes I'll go on Thursdays to pick it up and all that and won't get there on Wednesdays. Um, but I called just to get the Robin 80th anniversary put in my subscription box yeah and like oh just to let you know we're closing at six and we won't be open until april 4th and i was like oh shit (laughs) so i told you know i called my wife i was like yeah um after work i am going to um going to high end so she's like no you're not and i'm like oh yes i am and she's she was like (laughs) she's been she was stuck we we kept the little one home on wednesday just to have her home for a day you know Mm -hmm. and uh and um thinking that they might close or whatever and um and she was like, she just lost her mind, absolutely lost her mind, having to have both kids there all day. And all they do is fight. It's like WWE in here. And uh, <laughs> and so she, she's like, you know what? Forget it. She's like, they're, the little one's going to daycare on Thursday and Friday. I don't even care. <laughs> if I'm going to be home for three weeks with these two kids, I'm taking advantage of the last two days that daycare is open. You know. But yeah, yeah. I, I ran down there. I got all my books and everything. And now I got to figure out what I'm going to do with uh, the next two weeks because I want those physical copies copies you know yeah but, that's uh, bummer, it's gonna man. be tough for that yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. our our store is is staying open like he, they sent out an email that was like hey like we're staying open normal hours and everything but like if you want you know if, if you want us to if you want to do like a curbside pickup kind of thing we can arrange paying online and you know oh, that's cool. can, you know you can pull up and, and call and we'll bring them out whatever um, you know, but we are going to be open for someone, you know, for anybody that wants to just come in the store and we'll be cleaning everything like constantly and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, cool. <laughs> well, um, I even tried, I, I even tried calling, like I called my old, uh, comic book store in, in Reading, which is North of Boston. And that's, you know, that's where, when I lived there, that's where I would go. That's my like childhood comic book store. Mm-hmm. And I knew they, they were open. They planned to stay open. I was like, hey, um, do you guys have any suggestions for like online stores where I can, you know, get, you know, just order something and and uh, and, you know, just keep my subscription going for the next two weeks until they open again. And they're like, you know what? We might be able to do it. You know, just tell us what, you know, call tomorrow and tell me what what's what's on your box, which what's in your pull list. And, you know, we might be able to send it out to you. I'm like, God, th- that's awesome. So I called the next day and they're like, oh, yeah, we're closing. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh well i'll figure something out you know you ebay usually has that stuff it's just gonna be more expensive yeah i uh yeah i, I don't buy like i mean at least new new physical comics i don't really buy online I, i've had to sometimes like my 
shop has been shorted and then like never actually gotten certain issues of things. And so I'll like go to like, I don't know, I've tried like Midtown Comics and uh, a couple others. But like, I forgot about Midtown. I I should try that one. Yeah, there's a few of them, but like, you know, it's like I always feel like the shipping, maybe I'm just spoiled with like Amazon and stuff, (laughs) but like, oh, shipping feels like it takes forever. So I'm like, by the time he gets here, like I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah. It. Well, I mean, I don't it's, mind. Can't can't blame them for that, obviously. But yeah, I mean, well, I don't mind like actually getting the digital, but the for the ones that I want the physical copies of, I, I don't want a gap in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, but uh, but also yeah. speak, speaking of Amazon, Amazon has stopped shipping unless it's medical supplies. Yeah. And, yeah. They and literally... I'm like, I'm pissed because I had just ordered a graphic novel. And uh, and it was supposed to come on the thirty first. Doesn't look like it's going to be coming. Have you ever heard of Once in Future? Well, okay, no. Well, actually, I had heard of the title. Don't know where or why. I had heard of the title though, and you sent me like a screenshot of it, and like, dude, this is awesome. Um, wow. And so I've actually had that kind of at the back of my head. Actually, I might have even gone on Comicsology and like bought maybe a volume. I, I don't remember. But um, I ended up looking it up because I think I got some of it. But um, yeah, yeah you, you tell me how it was really good, though. Yeah, the, the, so issue number one, they it was like the eighth reprinting of oh, issue number one that was at Newberry Comics. As, you know, I was like, oh, I'll read it, thinking it was brand new. I didn't realize that it's been going on for a while. And um, so I was like, oh, this is freaking awesome. Basically, it's like this, this basically this cult or like uh, this long line of like, uh, you know, Knights of Order or whatever um, that has been trying to bring back King Arthur for like, you know, hundreds of years. And huh. uh, it's almost like a cult. And they, they finally get this dagger that will allow him them to bring him back. And so this little old lady who's a former monster hunter, <laughs> she's like she's retired she's living in a retirement home and all that finds out that they that this cult got this dagger and so she's got oh, crap so she goes and she gets all these weapons and stuff she calls her grandson because this is also a thing like for like a, you know passed down from generation to generation so she's running around fighting all this mythological creatures from like you know, from like english mythology and whatever all that and um and like with this little old lady just killing all these, mm-hmm. all these mythological creatures and stuff and the you know her grandson who has no idea what the hell is going on and uh it no it's really good awesome i can't wait to get in the uh, first volume it's it is released march 31st so that would have been delivered on that day oh, um, looks man. like i'm gonna miss it and oh and i ordered uh something is killing the children too volume one that come that will be here may 26th Awesome. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Actually, I just read um see issue number six came out this past Wednesday, and um it was actually part one, I guess, of the next arc. And really? I I uh one sec, I gotta mute real quick, actually. Sorry, I had to pull the foam away from the mic a little bit more. It's still popping for some reason. So, um so the first volume was five issues. Yeah, and I actually thought it was a six issue mini, but it's actually it seems like it's an ongoing thing um and i looked it up online and i don't see that anymore so maybe it used to be and they changed it or i just uh, i misunderstood but yeah so i was like oh awesome like we're gonna keep we're gonna keep moving right along here very cool and it's kind of like i don't know it seems like they've set it up without spoiling they've set it up really well because i started covering that book on this show and i think i stopped at number three or four so i need to catch up but like um they they did a good job of it kind of ex- setting it up to make it make yeah. sense to kind of keep moving ahead in some capacity so 
Uh, but yeah, I, I really like that book a lot, man. It's uh, cool. it's a good one. Yeah, no, I um, because I planned on I didn't I listened to your podcast, but I didn't listen to those ones because I knew I was going to read it when it came out as volume. I didn't want anything spoiled, so I'm not sure how many how many you did, but yeah, I, I can't remember where I where I uh, ended off there, but um, it's it's cool. Like it's weird that like it's a, they're usually a pretty quick read, which you can never really say about James Tiny and the Fourth. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's usually like well, there's word, but like let's see, I opened uh, review copies of. Uh, uh, and it was Batman 91, I think is the one that we just got. And like mm-hmm. at the first page, I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> I'm not in the mood for this. It, Cause it's like, not it, like that. It's bad. It's just like, like, I just see word bubbles just go. I'm like, and I know that pe- like people are probably like, oh, come on. Like <laughs> it's comic books. But at the same time, it's like, I just, I want to sit and just read something quick and fun. Uh, yeah, that's, you that's want something like, is killing yeah. the children is, you know? talking like 20 minutes like 20 minutes not like 45 right yeah that, it's usually like a even if i really like it it's it's something i have to sit down and be like okay all right this is going to be something i kind of have to like really get a get ready for a lot of exposition and stuff so yeah well no it's like yeah i mean you get like the, you get like this a lot of time that you want to sit down and read you know yeah. the, a, a comic book and sometimes they just go on for too long it's too it gets too wordy there's too much yeah. shit going on and all that it's like there's like one of the reasons why i stopped watching like walking dead is you know first of all it was just getting old to me and for whatever reason i didn't just didn't care anymore but also it was like all right you get an hour of my time that's -hmm. what you got and then you throw in one that's like an hour and and 25 minutes just randomly and then you know there's like and then one of them's like two hours and it's like middle of the season it's like dude come on you get you got me for two you got me for an hour yeah (laughs) i got other shit i gotta do don't just start throwing shit in here because you want to add more stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah, you know manage things properly things properly yeah i mean yeah but uh another one was um undiscovered country the scott snyder one uh that uh is again i don't know if that one's supposed to be an ongoing or like a a mini or not but uh either way i think i'm really really liking that that series Dude, it's awesome, and I, I I had to go back and read the last issue before this one came out, um, just because like, I had forgotten really what what was going on. And man, it, it is really good. And it's funny because in the very first issue, they said that it was going to be ongoing, and then if you read the back of this one, it, they say that they know how it's going to end, and they're trying to sell it as a movie. Like they even went to California to this movie company, and they're trying to make a movie for this. Um, okay, and sounds like it's it sounds like it's going like to happen. Um, oh, and they've cool. pla- yeah, I mean they've planned out the stuff that can be cut out and how they're going to how it's going to be the the same as the comic book and where it needs to be different to be translated into a movie and all that. Yeah. But um but yeah, oh, I mean they're cool. really going all out with the with the this entire story, which is really cool. Yeah. And I think it's it, a lot of scenes like that and from that will be really would be awesome. Like can you imagine the hammerheads like going through the sand from the um, last one? When yeah. they're getting pulled by the hammerheads, and the hammerheads are actually going into the sand and like swimming in the sand, right? That that would look uh, awesome in a movie. Oh yeah, and like I, that, this feels like something that should be like twelve issues, you know, and be like yeah, it, like just a whatever a twelve issue like graphic novel type of thing, because it's like I don't know, I'm sure you could go on and on um, with this series, but like it just I don't know it 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 seems like something that's like let's get in there and like tell the story. And then get out of there, you know, dismantle yeah. whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I really like it a lot, though. It's cool, and uh, uh, hopefully, I'm you know for Scott Snyder and Charles Soule, 
that'd be cool if they you know got their stuff uh, made, got their like you know creator own thing made into a movie that'd be awesome so yeah that'd be um, great yeah well let's um what should we start with man what do you want to well i've oh, got uh what well, do you want to do first i got lolo woods in front of me cool me too so let's yeah let's well i've got it on one. my screen i actually my comic shop didn't some of the books they actually didn't get this week so um oh, that sucks. A review copy though so we can roll with that one man um right. yeah which is shit what issue again i feel like we say this every time we talk about this book it's like is it really only issue four like mm-hmm. i don't know why it seems like it's no, been so there's been so much i was like no because it was like daphne burn like you're already on number three for some reason and it seems like that, that one just came out which we're not mm-hmm. even doing because it's awful right <laughs> and um it, but like it seems like that one just came out and you're already on issue three and this one's only on four yeah it seems like this one's been going on the longest but this is actually the third one the, the because the first one was basketball heads and the second one was yeah. um dollhouse and this was the third one to come out but it seems like it was one like maybe the second one right <laughs> for some reason i don't know why but it yeah. seems like it's been ah. going on for a lot longer I wonder if they like skipped a month on this one or something. That's why it seems like that. Uh, maybe not. No, they like, haven't. No. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, mm-hmm. um, all right. So what do we got here? We're, we start off with them on like a camping trip at the Hungry Daughter. What was it? The Hungry Daughter campgrounds or like the, the yeah the campground yeah. So the, this is like that the woods where yeah. um, where they first Forest. met actually. Um, and remember the skinless man came out from from the uh from the hole there and and uh l stabbed him (laughs) like it it, she attacked it attacked v and l just like ran up and stabbed him that's how they they met and they became friends after that so now they go back to this campground and um with with um who's that is that v's mom or l's mom i think that's v's mom Uh, 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 yeah yeah it is yeah yeah and uh but this is where they find out that um well first of all i mean their friends and they're you know camping and stuff like that but they it explains that you know sometimes that they get into these fights and that they don't talk to each other sometimes and there was one time when they had this fight um and uh for a little bit they they weren't talking to each other and v hurt her leg and uh she got like this big scar on her leg and all that and when they finally got you know got back together and started being friends again which i guess happened often um l actually had the same scar but it was on mm-hmm. the opposite leg. So you know, V's was on her right leg and L's was on her left leg. And um, and L was like, I have no idea where this came from. It, it just appeared there. And uh, and of course, the dad blamed it on the dog, who was a puppy then. Um, but then they, what was the whole thing about them in the woods? Oh, it's because she like, I think, uh, L went out and like, I she guess said she saw a bear. And she saw a bear that was yeah. like, like huge, like a horse. And... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't able to reread this, but I did my reviews last night for yeah. Weird Science, but I wasn't able to reread it tonight. So, uh, no, yeah, no worries. But she's like, um, uh, V was saying that, you know, there were only black bears in Pennsylvania and they were, <clears throat> sorry, not that big. Uh, what she's like, what can I say? I'm a know it all. Uh, it's my best and worst trait. And she's like, she didn't, uh, she didn't take to me for the, or sorry. It's hard to read because of the way I'm zoomed in here. But she didn't talk to me for the rest of the trip uh, for days yes, after that's we got right. home. Yeah. And it shows them like sleeping. And as they're sleeping, you see this like big shadow kind of come over them that, you know, some big beastly figure maybe or something. I don't know. Or maybe it's supposed to be uh, smoke 
I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Fire's like kind of dimly. I don't know. You I didn't see fire, that. and it's it's not as big as the shadow that's being cast over them. So, no, you're right. Uh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Well, anyways, like, well, she's speaking of V is saying oh, I wasn't wrong, but what I didn't get then was that she wasn't wrong either. But anyway, that's not why I'm telling you this story. So she she kind of like insinuates something there, and like it's like, well, let's get out. Let's let's just shift focus. Then it's when it goes into like her uh, cut on her leg and them having the same scar. Um, and then they were kind of like inseparable. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, sp- well yeah. Sp- speaking of brown bears, I remember when I was 10 years old. It was 1990. I was 10 years old. Um, and uh, I took a cross-country trip with my grandfather and my father. And we were at Yellowstone Park. And one of the rangers, you know, was taking a tour, give us a tour or whatever like that. And he told a joke. And the joke was, what's the difference between a brown bear and a grizzly bear? The brown bear will, will climb up after you when you climb a tree to escape it, but the grizzly bear will knock the tree down. And <laughs> my dad thought that was the funniest thing he has ever heard. Like, he freaking loved that joke, and he still tells it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he still cracks up every single time. It's just one of those dad jokes, I guess, yeah. you know? I'm picturing, like, Great Outdoors with John Candy. Like, <laughs> yeah. the story by the fire or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they... But yeah, just, so they have this this connection to each other that they yeah. they're just attracted to each other like magnets, you know. They even though they sometimes they kind of fall apart and they they just come back together. And like best friends do, you know, yeah. it happens all the time. And then we go back to present day, which is and this is nineteen ninety five, where we left off in the last issue. And uh, well, real quick, and, sorry, yeah. before we move on nope. to the present day, some of the dialogue I think is interesting that V is kind of giving us about her having this uh, cut on her leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so how they had the same, uh, yeah, they had the same scar there. Um, it wasn't the puppy and she's saying, I don't have an explanation for it. Just like, I don't have an explanation for the black bear. That's too big to be a black bear. But she says, after that, we promise to believe each other, uh, to yeah. be with each other to the end until, uh, sorry, until, uh, as bells we rested, uh, or until as lambs, we went to the slaughter. I never could shake the feeling that our bodies were drawn toward each other, like protons and electrons, or maybe that we shared a single body, uh, that we were fruits of the same organism. Either way, I knew it was impossible for us to be apart for long. That's when we go to the present day. And it, because it kind of goes into like, we promised to believe each other, and they've had this sort of, um, what this, this spat about what happened at the movie theater and how he yeah. doesn't want to talk about it. You know, oh, it, you're seeing this yeah. kind of separation there of, mm-hmm. And and kind of getting into the frustrations, I'm sure, for for L. Um, anyway, just well, and, put kind of those seeds back out there because there there seem to be you know purposely putting it out there, um, kind of for based on what uh, came before, and we kind of get some little little sprinklings of that later when we talk to their parents. But yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you're right. When you know saying they promised to to believe each other and then they don't, and that's when that's when yeah. all that happens and they get angry with each other um but the, the the thing about this the book too is that uh the the narration switch switch off the first and third yeah. one is l narrating and the second and fourth one is v so it, like switches off but between whose point of view it's coming from um okay yeah, yeah. So that's yeah um, but yeah, so the, you go back to, you know, 1995 present day and, um, and V's getting head from her girlfriend, Jessica, 
and uh, Elle is playing with herself with her music going. And the thing that I liked about the last issue, though, is that it was almost like it was almost like hinted that that even V could hear the music, but not feel it, but maybe not hear it, but maybe feel it. Yeah. You know, like the vibe of the music kind of thing and just the right. way that it was framed and it had like the cassette with the tape going through. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That was great. And that was really well done. Um, but then so, you know, after they're finished, uh, V leaves and L leaves, they leave their house and they just kind of like naturally find themselves on the street. Mm hmm. It's not even they just just walk outside and they just walk towards like they just walk towards each other, not even knowing where each other is. It just happens and they see each other and they just hug and they say that they're sorry and they love them. They love them and all that. And they go back to to Elle's house where um, where they have dinner with with her parents. And this and, is uh, um, here. Hold on. I want to continue. But let me I got to let my cat out. She's like going nuts. and <laughs> She probably has to shit. And I don't want that to happen in yeah. this room because they are truly rank shits uh one sec <laughs> all right midtown comics let's see if i can get my stuff on here Ooh, oh yes that's what i'm gonna have to do this salami is delicious by the way and this cheese i know you guys are jealous oh man okay we're back. Back, back, just, back. Just checking out uh, Midtown Comics. Yeah, I could, I could get those from there. Cool. Yeah, they, they have a lot of good back stock too, and they always have. They, they generally have pretty good sales. Like a lot of, a lot of like seventy percent off stock. Like huh. a lot of stock, and like they'll have a lot of sales where it's like, you know, twenty five percent off everything on the website or something like that. Like no matter what it is. Oh, nice. So they have a lot of cool things like that. Now you also have to pay shipping, so that you know goes against it, but. Um, that's again still a good good sale. Anyway, um, it's just for two weeks, unless it goes on for longer. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, so don't take the hit. Yeah, and they might even have like a flat rate shipping. So it's like if you want to like compile things and then just order all at once, I guess you could probably do that. But yeah. Um, so we're going back to L's house, and okay, I'll, I'm gonna say this. These first couple of panels confused the hell out of me when I first oh, really? looked at it, because um, it's it's V like looking at. It's just because like in the first panel you're not seeing the background really. Like you have oh. L like like maybe leaning down to like pet a dog or something like that, and then you have V coming through the doorway, but it almost looks like it's a like a mashing together of different things. So I was like, well, what what is this big house and this these steps? So like. <laughs> It's not what the house they're walking up to looks like. And it, it I don't know. It's it just the way for some reason. Then you see like her eyes looking through the thing. And I was like, well, okay. Well, no, I can see that. Then, then, then as you go, you see that it's the model. But I just, I'm just like, was trying to look at the first page. And I was like, what? Oh, shit. And then, until they say that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, you it's know, really I really great art. It's just, it threw me off at first. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. Well, I mean, you know, I, I write the reviews for Weird Science. So, like, you know, I try to remember kind of everything through each issue and all that. And yeah. I just remember, I knew that her father was into models and that he was actually right. working on this in one of the issues. Yeah. Um, Which is so cool. I just kind of, I could see that though, how you might not remember that or, or how that would, yeah. if you don't, that could confuse the hell out of you. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're yeah, right. Yep. It came back to me obviously quick that and it actually plays into the plot here. The fact that like he makes these models because um, that's what she's, let's see, uh, they're there for dinner. He's bringing out, uh, their food 
Morsi Cristianos, black beans and rice. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, of <laughs> course. Um, we've got, dude, oh my God, never mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veer off into Mexican food, which is like me and my wife. That's like our favorite. And we've got <laughs> right, like two blocks down the street, we've got, oh, well, actually we moved. So it's about seven blocks down the street now. But like, um, uh, it's a place called Taco Mania. And it's this couple who are probably well into their 70s now hard to tell because they look so good for their age but like i'm like you have to be older than you look though (laughs) anyway but they they seriously came here and like started this restaurant and they just moved from like they started like in this little tiny little place and they just kept getting bigger and bigger throughout the years and like probably 10 years ago they moved into like a pretty big location but yeah taco mania is like where because they have like they have like authentic, like real Mexican food, but they also have like the Tex-Mex stuff. So a lot of people oh, nice. will like write it off as like, well, you know, they're just regular Tex-Mex like anybody else. I'm like, no, they're not. Like you have to go and like, yes, that stuff's on there, but then like they, all their tacos and stuff are authentic. And like, you know, sure you can go get a crunchy taco, but if you order their tacos, they're assuming you want like real street tacos. Cause you're not getting like shredded cheese and like <laughs> lettuce. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like you're getting meat. And then, like, maybe some of, like, the, you know, traditional, like, minimal dressings. But, like, it's about the meat and, like, you know, the tortilla. <laughs> but it's so, so good. And their black beans and rice is just, like, so good. Anyway. Well, we got we got a place here called uh, San Diego's in Hyannis. And it is, it is the busiest restaurant in, really? in Hyannis. It's got to be. It's, I mean, they crush it. They kill it, especially nice. weekends freaking awesome great mexican food and all that and because of the coronavirus they actually laid off their head chef who's been oh, there for 15 man. years great guy everybody loves him then they laid him off because of the so coronavirus they, even so though they're still like, like delivery and pickup yeah no what? no I'm, I, he probably does a lot of other stuff though too other than that you know and yeah. uh i mean he's been with him for 15 years yeah they had to lay him off and they have no idea whether he's get, they're gonna bring him back so like dude has been like all the loyalty and all that is like oh, really man. yeah that must suck no good no good yeah. man well that so, sucks well hopefully they bring him back but yeah yeah i love mexican food you want to just start a mexican food podcast and we'll just yeah, talk let's about let's do it your it's restaurant mexican I'll talk food about podcast is <laughs> <laughs> that jalapenos um we could call it the jalapeno podcast <laughs> jalapeno. so v, v, v actually noticed that there's a shed in uh, in the model that she's never seen there before, and I, I love this scene though because the he's he he's joking with them and saying that oh yeah that's the old pool shed employees used to go there and make out yeah and this I is used that to heaven do with on your earth mother where this yeah <laughs> the heaven earth yeah it's heaven on earth that's right yeah yeah where the, where the party was and everything and all yeah. the kids go there to party and it's an abandoned resort real shifty real shifty kind of exchange with the uh, what was his name from the movie theater. I can't remember. Oh, what is his name? I want to say Jake, but Jake is from uh, the other book there, um, Dollhouse. I can't remember his name. The guy from the movie theater that was like acting weird there too. So Hold on. I I actually got the book right here. I think it's the same one. No, because the last one, that was the the issue before the last one was when they were still fighting and they weren't talking to each other. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) the dad, dad's like, yeah, I used to go there and make out with your mother. 
and uh and then you know the mom shows up because she she was late because she's at work it looks like she's a waitress and uh it's like yeah they're just telling <laughs> your dad was just telling you <laughs> telling us that uh you used to do it in the pool shed <laughs> at the uh at heaven and earth and she's like we did no such thing and he's like ah yeah we just kissed a few times she's like oh yes we did that and they you know they sit down and eat dinner together it was actually a really cool scene so but i think it, there was a lot put into the like a lot of focus put into the shed so it's probably something important. I mean, you talk yeah. three full pages about uh, talking about a shed. Yeah, and you have this moment too where V says, um, "Well, she's asking about it." He's like, "It's wonderful, isn't?" It? She's like, "It is." Have you been there, been up there recently? And the dad says, "Not for years." I know you kids party up there. And then Elle's like, "Never." And she's kind of, you know, they're just again, they're still very like happy and just whatever. And he's like, uh, "You know, uh, I know you do. That's." Uh, why well, I don't go up there. I'd hate to see what's happened to it. So if he yeah. uh, says, oh, it's bad. And he says, I believe it. And the next panel, <laughs> it's just uh, Elle's face and her dad. And they both all of a sudden look very somber. He's like taking yeah. it and they're very quiet. And it's like, and then it goes back to, you know, this, it goes back to V being like, you know, asking about the shed and all that and gets back to, you know, whatever. So it's like joking, was, joking around. Yeah. yeah. And so there was a really interesting panel where I was like, I, Oh man, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, what do we anyway? Uh, but yeah, that's where the mom comes in. It's like, uh, yada yada. He's like, no, I just said we kissed in a little bit, and she's like, oh yeah, we did that. So then you come, you, there's another panel again where, um, it's just them at the table all together now, and like it zooms out the window, and like there's like a tree, so it's almost like this idea of them being watched, you know, um, before we go into uh, L's bedroom Elle's bedroom that <laughs> smells like straight up pussy yeah, that's these words not ours people she says straight up smells like pussy in here are you getting late or just getting off he's like getting off also rude it's like i'm not gonna apologize for my observations it's like just because it's not jessica she's like well now who's being rude so she literally she opens the window it's like this went on longer than i thought it was going to she's like better yep okay so what do we what do we know yeah, so, so yeah, this, this is they yeah. start talking about just everything that's been going on, like sinkholes, skinless men, um, just all the weird stuff. And that like the witch, they that potion, they're trying to figure out if they're yeah. gonna take that potion or not, that's gonna let them forget that they forgot something. Because yeah. they I mean it's just it's killing it's it's killing elf that they, they forgot something. Something happened that they forgot, and this will make them forget that they forgot something and they could just right. go on with their lives. And what I love though is uh is a v's narration here she's like ever mentioned that l prefers to do her hardest thinking with philip glass and a, Shand and a chandel boa <laughs> if it if it could get her in those conditions for her test at school she'd go to fucking harvard and then she's yeah. sitting there like you get the lyrics from the philip glass song and she's sitting there with this big blue boa on and then you know they're just sitting there listening to music and just, just sitting there thinking and i love that i thought that was super cool especially yeah. being just me being from that era this i was the same age as them back then you know so it, yeah. it, it was pretty awesome which i don't know okay the only thing i know about philip glass is there was a philip glass orchestra that like redid the dracula soundtrack for like the original like bela lugosi dracula movie and which mm. one of the things the thing that made me fall in love with that movie was the original soundtrack so like i went to watch the one that had like the new soundtrack and it wasn't like a reinvention of that soundtrack it was like a totally new one and i was yeah. like i don't want this shit so uh not that it was bad because then i was young and i was like i don't need this shit uh so again i don't know anything about philip glass so are you familiar with 
I very I mean, vaguely, very okay. vaguely, because I, you know, it's just like it, he was he was really big around then. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it, I just just kind of vaguely it was kind of just more a nostalgia thing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it, something I really listened to, you know. Yeah, it, that's not a dig on them because, again, his soundtrack that he remade or not remade, but his new soundtrack to that movie might be brilliant. I don't know. I just when I was a kid or a teenager, even I was like, I don't want this. I want the original. I love that. <laughs> I still use it in this podcast when I do like the throwback, you know, whatever. Yeah. Throwback. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, he's he was around forever. Yeah, he was around forever. But yeah. Yeah. So th- while this is happening, uh, the dog kind of starts looking back towards the window and the like, growling. And uh, then they're like, you know, she's telling that Pearl, the dog, uh, to shut up. And she then she starts like barking and they look behind the curtain. And now you've got four of these skinless cre- people or whatever doing like the which I meant to get into this. And I don't think I ever got around to it. But the like schlun, schla, schla, mm-hmm. that that's what they're saying. And they were saying that when they attacked L the first time. And I meant to be like to ask you, and I'll ask you now, so I don't forget again. Do you think that the, it's something specific that they're trying to say? Or is this just the hmm. sound that they're making for some reason? Like that I was like, it's there's there's the first schlun has like two ends in it, and the other one's don't it's just like the s l u u u h h h whatever yeah yeah so i was like are they trying to say something and i'm just missing it and like maybe that's part of the mystery or is again just the sound that they're making they don't have lips right (laughs) so i think it's just them just making you know uh, because i'm sure they can't actually produce real words if you don't have lips yeah yeah, um, for sure. So, I, but it could yeah, be. I, like, I mean, they could be trying to say, trying to say something. Or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they could be saying something specific. We, we might, we might uh, find out. Yeah. But um, this whole thing. Well, I, I should probably wait till after to to say what I feel about these guys. But they, like, this is just freaking awesome. And the thing I really like about like the art in this whole scene, especially in the next page. I mean, it, the art in this is so good, and, it, and the way it's paneled out, and the way it just plays out, it is so awesome. And I wish yeah. that this artist had more scenes like this to do. Yeah, <laughs> throughout sure. this whole thing. Um, yeah. who was it? It was it. Uh, Danny is their name. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just so well done. The just the way the whole thing went, and they, they're like attacking the window, and they actually one of them is actually able to get his arm in the window because they open the window, and Pearl's growling and stuff, and. <laughs> Pearl actually bites the hand and then L takes her, her knife, the good old knife and stabs mm-hmm. him in the arm. And they're able to get the arm out and close the door and more of them come out of the woods. And yeah. one of them's actually bashing his head on the window, like cracking the window. Yeah. And so they're just like, what the freaking hell? And they're trying to get in. And all of a sudden you see the Yui, Yui, Yui yeah. from that we saw in the first issue. And that, that deer lady just comes freaking flying out of the woods just like soaring through the air and just attacks them and just starts slaughtering all of them those things yeah it's uh, how cool is that like just like going through the air yeah and um and just to again back like you were saying about the art here um one of the things that like i just thought it's just cool like it, it isn't really impressive the so it's like you see when they pull the window back, you have the big panel of all of them mm-hmm. at the window. You go to the next panel where it's like the dog barking right at the window. 
but like in the background, so you have the dog, Pearl, then you have V, and then you have L in the furthest in the back, but like the light from the window you see in the background on the wall, and like the shadows, at least this is how I took it, the art, the shadows of the hands that were like trying to get in, and just as a background detail, I just thought that was really cool. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You didn't yeah, have no, to yeah. add that detail in there. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so this dear lady comes in and, and just rips these these skinless people apart. And while she's taking them down and like, I guess, eating them or something, Elle's dad is on the front porch, like smoking a cigarette. He doesn't hear him. He doesn't hear this whole thing going on. Yeah. He's and just like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go out and smoke. Yeah. And like he's smoking. It even looks like maybe the dear lady is like kind of looking towards him. But, uh, you know. Yeah, she sees him. And um, so Elle's like, dad, dad, stop. Fuck. And he like looks back. And then you see the dear lady running. And then the cigarette kind of dropping to the floor. So they run for um, Elle's dad. And he's been, uh, some, he's, he's been injured in some way in his uh, stomach. Oh, yeah. um so then we're gonna take him to the car probably got him with the horns yeah and um the mom comes out she's like we're, we gotta get him in the car she's like mom i'm sorry like i told him those things she's like don't worry about him so they get well, him in the what, car what got What's me because she's she's banging at the window like because she sees that he's out there and i don't know mm -hmm. how because if you look at the angle of the house and stuff she wouldn't be able to see him where <laughs> yeah she's like she's like dad dad stop fuck and then she like she you know it runs towards him and stuff and they she runs out of her room and then she goes outside she's like dad dad and then she calls him daddy and he's like you know dad dad yeah. daddy fuck and i was like oh yeah. man okay that that hurts <laughs> yeah As, you know being a father myself but it's yeah like, that's he, the moment when she realized oh shit he's injured and like you kind of go back to that child that childlike sort of mentality you have of your dad is like being invincible yeah. goes yeah, back to like, yeah. the child part where she says daddy and she's like fuck um yeah he's been impaled so, though with the horns yeah so yeah. they get him in the car and oh you know her, what to do yeah her mom is like no like don't uh yeah because she wants I, to go with him and she's like no want, i need to go and she's like i want to go and she's like no you know what to do you you we've already done you know basically she said she's saying we've already discussed this yeah you know what to do and yeah and take so yes he's like what do you need to do? She's like, come on. It's just, and Elle's crying. They get on her bike. Like, come on, they get on her bike. Yeah. And they head to the, the little witch, <laughs> little witch's mm -hmm. house with the pink flamingos out front. Um, <laughs> and the cat's see. name is monster. Yeah. I love that. You see that? <laughs> yeah. That's a great um, name for a cat. Yeah. I was going to say, if I get another cat, which once these two inside cats die off, no more inside cats, but uh, <laughs> maybe an outdoor cat, uh, yeah, mouse cat, maybe we'll name it monster. But um, so then Elle is like, my mom is calling in her favor. Um, and V is like, what? what? And I, <laughs> yeah. And I, actually, I think the the witch's dialogue maybe is supposed to be read first because she's like, monster shoe. I'm very sorry about your father, Eldora, but there isn't anything. She like inter interrupts her. She's like, my yeah. mom is calling in her favor. And V's like, mm -hmm. what? And, and I love how just like, then. V just like because V she looks at concern when when uh, L is she looks concerned when V says what, and, but then like she L just straightens right up and she's just like standing yeah. there strong just like this is what we're doing calling in the favor you know just like yeah. the way she looks at her just determine it just determine 
to save her father. Right. And the witch is like, well, very well. And I, I want to know what the favor is because we don't find out. Or like what, why she owes her a favor. Yeah. You know. So, there's obviously like a lot more beneath the surface here than like uh, they've been saying. But um, it's like very well. So the witch, she like walks off and like leaves VNL and she's and L's like, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. They must have followed me back down the mountain. How could I be so goddamn stupid? And they like kind of embrace and V is like, you're not. Uh, it's time has passed. It's getting later. Witch comes back out. And she's got like her teapot and she's like, I think this would be good for everyone. Uh, she's like, Eldora, would you like to see your father? So she like fills up the sink with water and uh, she goes over and she can see sort of, you know, the hot, like the, the distorted, but like view of the hospital room. And she's like, he's awake. He's okay. Um, which I thought this was a really interesting, like just detail. Uh, and she's like, thank you. Thank you. And she's like hugging the witch. She's like, don't thank me. You know, I was in debt to your mother. I'm no longer. Uh, it was a simple, albeit delayed transaction. So he's yeah. like, okay, so that's it. Like, you have nothing else to say about all of this. <laughs> which I love in the when she's like thanking the witch. You see monster in the background, like kind of like putting his paw in the water. Like, what the fuck's going on in there? Because uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what cats do. Um, just kind of fuck with everything. Um, so she's like, I have nothing else to say. The witch is. So it gets between me and Eldora's mother. Um, what do we have? This is kind of part where I'm a little bit foggy. That's kind of why I'm reading through it because um, I didn't reread it today, but I did. I read it a couple of times. So still kind of foggy on this part, but she's like, that's not what I meant. The deer creature, the men with no skin, girls with sinkholes in their torsos, the memory lapses, these sorts of things don't just happen. You must know something. Uh, you must know something about it. You're not telling us. She's like, uh, I know I look like a girl now, but I was once an actual girl, an actual girl and not the yeah. kind you're imagining. Not a naked wild foundling or a child uh, damp with arcane knowledge. I was a girl and I lived with my mother in this very house. This was before the fires. Uh, there was a man in town, a foreman. I would see him walk by sometimes on his way to the mines. He looked like the other men, but a little less broken. He would smile at me. He waved once. Then one day he came to my front door while my mother was out. He asked me if I would like to see something beautiful. And she's like, open this tea bag. And she's like, she opens it and it's almost like the, the tea leaves on the inside are floating in the air and creating images. Yeah. And, and that's what like I'm trying people. to sort of, yeah. And she's like, so what, she, he asked for us, he's beautiful. I said, yes, of course. So he took me up the mountain and it, it's, it's by far the most abrupt, like end <laughs> to one of these comics, at least in this series. Like as far as yeah. the cliffhanger goes, it's very abrupt and it's not very like cliffhangery. It's just like so he took me up to the mountain to be continued. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, this was a weird ending. I, I didn't necessarily like dislike it. I was just again, it was abrupt, and I was like, oh, oh, not expecting <laughs> that. But I guess that's what I love about this series and most of these books is it's like, oh, wasn't expecting that kind of thing. So shit, man. What um. Actually, this is one I haven't had a chance to read any reviews. Uh, oh, really? This past couple of weeks. Or no, last week I did for this week. So um, I was actually about to pull up yours. But um, what uh, what do you make of this? Whole, I mean, I guess the whole issue, but like this encounter really with this witch. Well, first of all, like these the skinless men. If remember what happened in the last issue with uh, the hand coming out of Jessica's mom, because Jessica's mom is now a sinkhole. Right. 
These skinless men came from Jessica's house. I don't think Jessica's still alive. Okay. Because that, yeah. that, they, they came out of Jessica's mom. <laughs> I mean, where else are they going to yeah. come from? They, if, why would you even show that? That arm, that hand coming out of Jessica's right. mom. Well, because we, they, and they they're showed not us from there. Yeah, and they showed us before that, like, the skinless man that attacked L in the forest or whatever came out of that sinkhole mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so. that's where they come out of. They come out of these sinkholes. And that in the last issue, while Jessica and V were getting it on, one of them was coming out of his out of her mom. So I think these guys came from her mom. I don't even think Jessica's still alive. I think she might be dead. They might have killed her. It's like after V left. Yeah. They, yeah. And then they hunted her down. Mm. Or maybe they just followed the sound of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, apparently, according to me, um, because when yeah, she I the window, that's when they started to, uh, yeah, they opened the window and that was it, yeah, but, uh, they picked yeah. up the scent, yeah, but uh, it's weird, yeah, uh, I don't know what to think about the witch, especially because it, like you said, and so abrupt, he took you up the mountain, okay, he took you up the mountain, okay, um, I don't know, but uh, for for me, I thought, I for me, I thought this was the best issue out of the entire series, really. Yeah, because I cool. felt like all the all the other ones I never and I even said said in my review, um, all the other ones I never really gave like a glowing score of. They're always like low to mid sevens, um, but I always felt like when you collected it all, it would be an awesome trade. Like as yeah. a graphic novel, it would be awesome. But the individual issues, when you you know you kind of waiting or whatever, it just kind of you have to read it as as one thing. It, it just always felt to me, but this one. It, I mean, you had that fight with the skinless men and that that freaking deer lady, which mm-hmm. was freaking awesome. But also, you got a real like connection between the two girls, uh, and it, it, you kind of grow more attached to them as characters. Like you know, like genuinely care about them. Yeah, to grow more to learn to genuinely care about them more, just because you learn more about them and uh, and who they are as people, and I, even like. Their family, that the whole like the three pages with with Elle's family and stuff, you know, you kind of you you grow closer to the two characters um, in this issue and, yeah. and what they're going through and everything. And um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a single issue. I I really liked the whole series, but I think single issue this was the best one. Cool man, that's awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say I I, I pulled up on the site. I, I saw that you gave it. A, um, <clears throat> sorry, an eight point five out of ten. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. like I said, most of most of them I put in like the the early to mid sevens. Yeah, individually. Yeah. Have you? Um, I mean, have you looked on like comic book roundup to just see like I mean how many people are actually covering like reviewing the these books or like this book or anything like that? I have not. <laughs> uh, I, I, no. I kind of want to do that just out of curiosity. It's something I haven't really thought about. Um, yeah, I've I've never really thought about it either because you know I hear. Jim talk about it all the time. Like only two people do like Wonder Woman, which is ridiculous. How can only two people do one of the most legendary comic book characters of all time? That means you're not doing anything good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, some a lot of times, but also sometimes like they just like, I don't know, won't. Uh, there will be really good books that no one's covering, like a new Superman or something like that. Uh, yeah. which was good. It was like the Superman of China and it went into like the, the Justice League of China kind of thing. It was a, a Jin Luan Yang, Jin, sorry, Jin Luan Luan Yang. I, I slept on that book 
too. I just, it was like, I just, I had the Superman book and have action comics. Rebirth is just coming out. I, I don't know anything about this new Superman and whatever. So I'll, whatever. But then Weird Science was actually the ones that were like, no, this book is awesome. Like, you know, you, you kind of hate the character at first in the first couple of issues, but the, the character development in that book is so good. And sure enough, which one was, I'm sorry, I missed that. Which one was that? It was new, uh, new Superman, which was like the Superman. Oh of yes, that was. And great. like yeah, yeah, yeah. the character development of it is awesome, and it, you end up like by the end, it's like you have this awesome, like uh, you know, you kind of grow with this character. Mother Panic was kind of like that too, from Young Animal. Um, I, I love that oh, yeah. one. And uh, yeah, so that was another one that I, I just kind of slept on, but um, a lot of people like weren't. Re reviewing that one either but there's a lot like Lolo's number one eight reviews 14 user reviews for the first one so it's not that bad it got an 8.0 for the first one somebody gave it a 10 out of 10 and said the title is but why though or is that the is that the site yeah i think so uh oh comicbook.com gave it a 4.0 oh man not a big fan but, there huh no, but the average the average score is seven point eight, and the only one that is like below an eight is comicbook.com. So yeah, it went from ten. So it looks like there's yeah five reviews. So it was like a ten, and then you are next with an eight point mm -hmm. five. Geek Dad gave it an eight point five. Then yeah, that's I mean, again five reviewers. I, and the thing is this, though, it's like Geek you Dad look at a lot of these things, and like on Comic Book Roundout, it it when it shows you. Uh, these people that give like every book a 10 out of 10 oh, yeah. um like a batman or something like that like the it's just like really this is the most perfect so this is a perfect comic book like mm -hmm. this is the like nothing better <laughs> like in in you read the if you read the reviews not necessarily with this one but like i remember like the batman number 50 like where it was supposed to be the wedding or whatever and it ended up you know not happening like catwoman bailed whatever spoiler alert who cares like <laughs> It was like 10 out of 10 and like it was like man tom king shows that whatever he gets these characters and man the future is bright for batman and catwoman yeah. i was like oh you just didn't read the book you're just yeah. giving it a 10 out of 10 to, to just kiss their ass because you didn't yeah. read it because if you had read it you would have known the future's not bright because <laughs> they didn't get married uh yeah. anyway uh, that's what this some of these people that Piss me off. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Well, Geek, um, Geek, Geek Dad actually put it perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. I mean, the, this is one of the slower paced stories in the Hill House line, but it also feels like the one that'll hold up among the best when it's completed. And I completely agree. Mm -hmm. And that's the, I don't know. That's like I said, like I, none of mine have been really like for individual issues, always like sevens, mid sevens. But like it, overall, this is definitely probably going to be my favorite overall when it's all said and done, when the whole thing is completed. Yeah. Although Plunge it's, is looking freaking awesome too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is okay. But look how many people are, and maybe it's because of who's writing it. I don't know. Maybe people aren't reviewing because they don't know, they're not familiar with the writer. But like, if you look at Plunge, there's eight critic reviews, you know, and mm -hmm. the lowest one is an, is an 8.0. But I mean, I mean, also Plunge is early. Lolo Woods, number one, had eight critic reviews and 14 user reviews. And that goes to this one, which isn't. You know, much lower, but also it just came out. Yeah, that's true. Might need more time, but um, that's true. Yeah, what did there. Plunge get? Because we're about to do some Plunge. Plunge, the critic plunge rating was 8.9, the rating was 7.8. Um, it's got one 10 out of 10, and then it goes 9.4, 9.0, 9.0, 9.0, 8.5, 8.0, 8.0. So, you know, really? literally, 
7.9 for the first issue of Plunge. I gave that a 9.5. I thought that was like as close to a perfect first issue that you get yeah. without being perfect, <laughs> you know, right. without yeah, a 10. Sure. That was a perfect first issue. Yeah. Take us to Plunge, man. What's going on here? We're at Plunge 2. Well, so we have, there was that, the, the ship calls the Derlith, right? And it was an oil ship that also had like a kind of a side mission. Like it was more like a PR side mission to mm -hmm. do some studies on local animals, you know, kind of environmentalist stuff. So there was, you know, environmentalist scientists on the ship too. And um, it also had, you know, uh, solar power and all that kind of stuff. But the, its main goal was to drill oil. And yeah. it actually sunk in like in 1983, I think it was. And uh, so they had no idea where it was. No communication with it. It was just gone. And then all of a sudden, there was this huge tsunami. Nobody knew it was where this huge tsunami came from. And it, like, killed, like, thousands of people in the Soviet Union. Mm. We don't know how many people. Not the Soviet. Yeah. No, not the Soviet Union. But in, in Russia, it was Soviet at, at the time. Um, but um, so a bunch of people in Russia. And, uh, and we don't know how much how many in Alaska and on the, uh, the West Coast they, over here. Um, but it all of a sudden the Derlis started sending signals again. So they think that, you know, this tsunami or whatever, like knocked one of the panels, solar panels. So it started collecting sunlight again and then sent out the, finally sent out a distress signal. Um, so they, this team is put together to go and get this, uh, go and find out what happened with the ship. And, but they can't do the oil company can't use one of the big scavenger people because it's in Russian territory. And so if they go into, you know, if they get caught, Russians are going to get very angry and probably kill everybody, <laughs> you know, so these big companies won't do it. So they have to get this smaller crew to kind of sneak in there and do this. And they also hired a biologist to also collect because you know, there's got to still got to be samples too on this ship, the way they had everything set up for the, uh, for the biology samples. Um, so they go and they try to, uh, you know, get the ship. They, they make it there with a, you know, a whole cargo full of dildos that they, scavenged earlier yep big black dildos mm -hmm. and uh and so they they spend the night on this island it's in the, it's where this big crater was so there's this island form where a crater landed and it's one of the biggest one of the biggest meteors to hit the earth and uh, that we know of and so it's this big island like you know a, a crescent moon island around where the meteor hit and so most of the crew spends the spent the night um, you know, drinking beer at a campfire and getting drunk and all that while the captain and another guy were on the ship on the boat. And then our biologist, uh, Mariah went off to take a pee and then she finds th this body in this guy in this orange jumpsuit. He was, his throat is slit. And then there's these centipedes that are coming out of his neck and the centipedes. And it, it's, I think it's, and we find out like in this issue, she thinks that it was the dead body, the guy that was calling her name. Yeah. But we, as people reading it, can tell that it's it was the centipede calling yeah. her name, and that's like that's the way it ended. Um, so this issue starts off with her calling over the crew to take a look at this body. Centipedes are gone, um, so they're just looking at this dead body and they're trying to figure out how long it's been there. Um, the guy who is actual like an RN is on the ship, um, but so they're trying to they they can't tell just because of the weather and all that whether he's been a day or a week or something like that because it's very cold. You know, there's not a lot of, um, you know, breaking down of matter and stuff going on right now because it's cold. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so they're they're all drunk and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. 
and the, the captain, they, you know, they page the captain. The captain's like, you better not be calling for more beer because <laughs> you could just come over here and get it yourself, get in the <laughs> boat and come back and get it yourself. But they tell him what's going on. He's like, ah, shit. So hey, they have to get a body bag and a raft and go get it, go get the body and everything and kind of plan a, an investigation and, you know, figure out what the hell is going on. I mean, is somebody that's just a castaway or is this one of the crew members from the ship from 1983? Um, and then there's there's this one part where they're you know they're they, I mean they're joking around saying that was it was Russell playing Wonderwall on the mandolin that made him kill himself mm-hmm. and uh, and then but you, you get this one scene where with three other people that look just like him because he's very pale almost looks like a zombie and there's three other people just like in the woods with the same orange jumpsuits looking on and it looks yeah. like this guy that's from the oil company I can't remember his name right now but it almost like he sees them and he points his flashlight at them and then they're gone they disappear. Yeah. And then that's that's how the issue starts off. Yeah. And it, she does actually acknowledge when they're like, um, right, right, right when they're like uh, phoning the, the captain or whatever, uh, when, he, when the, one of the guys is like Mariah, and she's like, don't Mariah me, Bill. Like, I know what I heard. He spoke to me. And then she says, and there were worms in his throat. Yeah. Like, so she saw the worm, just didn't, didn't kind of see what we saw. You know, like, just like you said, like the, that it was, the worm talking, so she saw it. She heard her voice, yeah. Yeah. And so then you go to the... Um, her name, I'm sorry. She heard her name. <laughs> yeah. If you go to the, 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 the title page with, like, the credits, which you have Joe Hill and Stuart uh, Eminem, and then you've got... Let's see. We didn't read the credits on the last one, but whatever. No, we didn't. Colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Darren Bennett, edited by... We don't have to be the editor. Whatever. Covered by Jeremy Wilson, covered by Gary Frank and Brad Oh, Anderson. come on. No way the editor? He, he did a good job in this one. A lot of times... They- you're right. Actually, you're right. We should give the editors credit on yeah. these books. Maybe Mark not the Doyle. Name, Mark <laughs> Doyle. Uh, Amedio Duturo. Yeah. Uh, good job, y'all. Um, so it's interesting, and I guess it's just random, because like in the, the name Plunge, the L is a one, and in Joe Hill, the I is a one... But you don't really have that in Stuart Imonen's name, but then you have yeah. it elsewhere. So it's it's weird that they just kind of randomly will use it. So I was like, at first, I was like, does it mean something? But I don't I don't know. All I don't right, you know what? That's it, a bad job by editing. That's no take back the names of the editors. <laughs> yeah, but like it's when when it says um, plunge created by Joe Hill, it's then an I instead of a one. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a random thing. But on we go back to uh, there's the, probably a pattern. What's the pattern? Now I'm going to figure it out. All right. Yeah. I mean, with, with uh, Dave Stewart, you got a four for an A and a three for the E. Oh, man. I'm going to be up doing mathematics all night, and I hate math. All right. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it, they, they, they equal up to 17. Oh, wait. I missed one. 17. 22. I don't know. Um, the numbers in the, in the different letters or whatever. Well, I mean, also on the door, they, there's a math equation. Yeah, and I was going to say, it goes back to it, because we had a close-up of part of that equation in the first mm-hmm. one with, like, the boat that's, like, obviously flooded. Um, and I say part, I think it was part of the equation, but now we see, like, a much longer one that kind of seems like it's, like, spray-painted in red. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll see what that means. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not good at math, so, especially when it comes to, like, you start involving letters and, like, uh, algebra. Fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, this might be well because later on we get we get pi later on. Yeah. So I don't know what this. I'll. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna dig around see what I can find about that equation that's on on the side of this boat. But it's weird because is it only half the boat that's above water and the other half is underwater? 
Um, I don't I find the I picture where they actually arrive in the last one. I think it might be because you get the half the boat that's above water, as we see, and we saw it in the first one. But then they use the deep diver thing to go like way underwater. I, I think it's like broken half, like the Titanic. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Kind of weird. But anyways, I think we will when we get to it and we get to the the underwater device right. that they use. Um, but yeah, so they're getting rid of the body bag. Everybody's shitting on uh, Clark's coffee because um, it sucks. But it turns out it's actually not coffee. It's mushroom tea. Mm. And uh, that just sounds awful. I, I mean, I love mushrooms and I love tea, but mushroom tea. I I've had mushroom that. tea before. Have you? <laughs> I mean, because my friends were all doing mushrooms and I wanted to sip. And that's oh, how mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, friends, I say my, friends, my friends, my wife and whatever. They were like, let's just have a day at this at our lake house. Not our lake house, but a family, yeah. family lake house. And they all partook. I didn't really want to partake, but I wanted to taste the tea. Uh, yeah. So I didn't like, I didn't hallucinate or anything, but it did give me like a weird, like euphoric, like kind of like high. I guess if you like smoke the right weed and just like a little bit of it, maybe not a big smoker yep. either. Uh, but you know, Hey, wasn't bad. Didn't taste great, but it made me feel decent, you know? So everyone else had a hell Wait. of a time cause they were just seeing fucking, uh, neon butterflies the size of uh, an elephant and this we're loving it but uh, wait a second hold on they've been drinking mushroom tea what if they're seeing shit too well i was gonna say that this... but they weren't drinking it at, the, at this time so that makes me question moving the stuff forward. later yeah, yeah i don't know it's uh but um but yeah anyways but you know what i like i really like the, the um who's this it's not Clark, it's Russ, one of the three brothers. The, this, the captain is the oldest brother, and then you have the younger brothers, uh, Russ and Clark. And Russ is the one with the long hair. Uh, Clark is the one with the glasses, I, I think. Um, but I, you know, I like the theory because she starts talking, telling him about the guy that you know was talking, and she knew what she saw and all that. And, um, and I saw the poor fellow there, and I guess I had a moment. I told myself some kind of story. I hate that. I've never thought of myself as someone who would, could freak out or hear things. Um, so she's thinking that she just heard it in her head, you know, she mm. saw a dead body and she was, she was just hallucinating or whatever. And, and, um, and he tells a story about the day after his father died, that, uh, he went downstairs to, to get a glass of water and his father was sitting in the living room. And, mm. uh, and so he didn't dare speak to him. I was afraid if I did, it would knock reality back into place and he'd disappear. I just got my water and went back to bed. And so she's like, yeah, you know, and, and, and moments like that you kind of make stuff up. And he's like, he's like, no, that, that's not what I meant. Who says you imagined anything? It probably takes a while to break the habit of being alive. Like yep. with my dad, the guy hated change. Of course, he'd come at home after he drowned. <laughs> Maybe the dude you found today was so happy not to be alone anymore. He forgot he was dead for a moment. That'd be my theory. Like, I like that. I actually like mm -hmm. that theory. I mean, I'm a, yeah. I'm a man of science. I, you know, none of this stuff yeah. I believe in. But like, but like, I thought there was actually like, I've never heard that before. That's actually pretty cool. I like yeah. that. <laughs> like the, the, the energy, the spirit or whatever of the energy of the body is like, nope. This yeah, wait, not, yeah. I'm used to being here, and this is what I do. Yeah, yep, exactly. But all yep. the switches immediately from that. Well, that's my theory. God, this coffee sucks. Brute it in his asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where do we go from here? It's like, uh, 
uh, you've got the captain saying he's going to radio in that we've got a Caucasian male, roughly 39 years of age. How do you get roughly 39? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? 39, I don't um, He's like, I don't know what I'm going to say about his eyes, uh, but he says apparently dead by suicide. Um, he's like, yeah, yes, where I mean, it came from, which means we don't know he was alone. Uh, if we got one dead cat's away, there might still be others looking for rescue. Um, yeah, so they decide to sweep the island. They're, they're fighting over who's going to stay and, and who's going to go. Well, not fighting, but trying to decide who who's going to do the sweeping of the island, who's going to go back to the boat and stuff like that. And he got, I think it was Bill, right? The the um, the guy that Mariah's with. Yeah, her partner there, and he, you know, he's like he's one of the people from this place, I guess. Ironically, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Maybe that's why he wanted he wanted to go there, but he's like from around this area. And he, so he says, I feel a spiritual connection to the earth could be useful in my hunt. Also, I don't want to ride back with the raft with a corpse because I guess he's got a he's got a nervous stomach and he'll he'll get sick. He's been felt queasy ever since he they found him. And then, of course, the guy from the oil company is like, I'm going to go back to the ship. I ain't sticking around here. But then and then uh, I loved it when they when uh, Clark tells everybody that they're drinking mushroom tea and not coffee. And then they just like spit it out. Mm-hmm. Freaking gross. And uh, the guy from the oil company's like, well, I'm glad I stuck with boiled with uh, bottled water. Mm-hmm. There's a point too where um, what's his, what's his name? What's the captain's name? Um, oh, it's um, Gage. Okay. And yep. so he's saying, because yeah, whenever this Lacombe guy is like, he's like, uh, I'm going to go yeah, back to the boat. Good. A dead body doesn't bother me, and search and rescue isn't really my line. Uh, the captain is like. Does it bother you, Mr. Clem? That make, you know, makes one of us something about the smells, and I'm not talking about dead man or the revolting crap Clark uh, calls coffee. Uh, but yeah, so he's like suspicious him of him. Like, well, okay, so this is obviously a weird situation. Like, but yeah. you're just fine. Like, um, yeah. So that's kind of like a little telltale sort of little nod that they're giving you there. But um, let's oh, and we 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 finally find out what the name of their their ship was. It wasn't mentioned in the first issue. It's called the McAready. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah, their ship because there was one one point earlier in the issue where they said McReady and I'm like what who are they talking about? Who's McReady? Mm-hmm. And then in here it says I'm heading back to the McReady, which and with Lacombe. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. the name of their ship. So we finally know what their their ship's name. Yeah, came from. but they so they get the body back. Um, and, and the they guy who's like, go ahead and sweep the island, and because we have yeah, you know, hurry up and come back because we got weather coming in. Um, so yeah, that's. Yeah, they yeah they get back to the ship. They got the bag and they zip it up. And then there's another weird moment with this Lacombe here. Yeah. Hello, Peter. <laughs> he's he's with his with his uh he's alone with the body for a second mm-hmm. after the the guy who's an RN walks away and he's like, well, he first he tells he asks the uh, the RN, I don't suppose you're qualified to do an op- autopsy, and he's like, I'm an RN, Mister Lacombe. I'm utterly qualified to administer a flu shot or feel <laughs> feel up your nuts for a hernia. So, you know, the, the RN walks away and he's like, all right, understood. Thanks. I'll turn out the light. And then so once the RN got, is gone, he starts talking to the body. He's like, hello, Peter. You don't look a day older than the photographs. So he knows who the guy is and he knows yeah. from the photographs of who the crew was on the ship. So it's one of the guys from from the, uh, the sunken ship. And uh, we got your message. Sorry it took us so long to get back to you, but you really should have included a return address. So... What did you find here? Hmm. I can't wait to find out. So, I mean, they've been looking for this ship for yeah. since 1983, but they had no idea where it was, which is kind of weird that they would have no idea where it was. 
Yeah. But, um, but you know, I mean, times were different way back then. Yeah. And uh, he, he had some lead cribs. Uh, lead cribs were, were still around, I think, in 1983. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> he, yeah. Uh, so he shuts the door, you know, hits the lights, shuts the door, and then the body bag unzips. Yeah. <laughs> Macomb didn't have any uh, tea, so. <laughs> yeah. So, but he doesn't uh, see it, though, because he's already gone. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, but anyway, so they they take the uh, this this thing this what is it called the RVO or something like that the ROV or something ROV it's their probe that they're kind of going to take down to the sunken part of the ship. Yeah, see, so I think half of half of the ship, yeah, is is down and half of it's up mm-hmm. somehow. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that that was weird to me. I was like, wait, wait, and yeah, if you look at it, it's all broken up and everything, and. Yeah, so yeah. it kind of it like split in two from the tsunami somehow. Uh, but they're yeah, going and they take the ROV and they go down to the to the bottom end of the ship and um, and this they, they start seeing these holes and they're like symmetrical holes, three of them in the side of of the ship. And they're like, wow, that's really weird that they're so symmetrical. These big, huge ass holes. So they're trying to wonder if there's like trying to think there might have been explosives on there that might have blown yeah. up or whatever and uh how it might happen but then this huge freaking sea monster comes out of one of the holes and obviously the sea monster made made them and it just eats the rov and like what the freaking hell was that and uh yeah doesn't this look like i could be wrong i don't have the book in front of me but doesn't this look like a giant version of that centipede thing that was coming out of the yes it was talking yes okay yeah like like that that's where that was its babies yeah yeah Kind of yes, it's the same kind of thing. But also, it all from from the view that it's at, it actually looks like a giant vagina. So, yeah. so the the captain's like, I'm not sure, but I think a giant sea coochie just ate our ROV. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is great. Um, but uh, but then we we go to Mariah and Clark on the beach, and they're you know they're they're scoping out the island, and she's starting to notice all these deformities in these crabs. And she picks up this huge one, and and it's got it just looks ugly, man. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't even know what the hell's going on with it, with this thing. And they see another one out on a rock in the water, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna go grab that. I'm gonna collect that as a specimen. I don't know why she wouldn't just pick the other one. And uh, and he's he just keeps telling her, don't go out there. It's freaking cold. Aren't you cold? Like what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you going into the cold water? Hypothermia. And and she's like, she's like. Uh, She's like, yeah, don't worry. I'm, I, I'm kind of attached to my toes. I'll be okay. She goes out there and she goes to to grab the the crab and it just jumps off into the water. But she realizes that the rock that it wasn't on isn't really a rock. So she dives down into the water into like this giant totem pole underwater mm-hmm. that has these faces and carved into the, the carved into it is like those centipedes yep. that was coming out of peter and you know it's not the actual centipedes but the carved into it like you know um into the totem pole and everything which is it's like oh jesus holy crap and then we meet uh zombie peter on the next page Mm -hmm. who goes down into the like electrical uh, bottoms or whatever of this ship and and he fucks shit up he takes (laughs) the the emergency axe and just starts you know chopping things up um he goes into one of the, um, I guess one of the workers, I guess below deck or whatever. Yeah, puts the axe like in like an engineer head. or something like that. Yep, and then uh, I guess opens up sort of the sulfur fuel 
a container container or maybe well he takes i guess looks like then well, he, he takes, has a giant wrench that he's like smashing into the fuel kind of fuel line there yeah um, yeah so yeah he takes an, he takes an axe he takes it right to the fuse box he grabs a freaking like one of the wires he goes and he just takes a takes the axe puts it right in that guy's head looks mm-hmm. like he's even like might be still alive like he's just like because yeah, he's got his hands on the axe yeah yeah you know like alive but not actually alive kind of thing mm-hmm. where you, you know your brain's still functioning but you're, you're you know you're not there yeah. and um and he takes a wrench and he just opens up uh, opens up the uh yeah it looks like he's he's taken off the, the bolts there or something and loosening up the the pipe for the sulfur yeah. and then he takes the live wire and just sets the boat on fire Yep. And uh, yeah, <laughs> zombie Peter fucks shit up. Yeah, and then, and then that takes us to the next uh, couple of people that were exploring the island there, and which I guess this is Bill and who is this there now again? What's uh... it's Bill and Russ? That's right, Russ, Russ, yeah, yeah. And so um, Russ finds Pi, the I guess the the number or whatever the quite whatever carved into the side of this rock. And then it's a cave fine. on the yeah on the outside of a cave, and it just goes. Yeah. It keeps going into the because Pi Pi just goes on forever, right? And so yeah. like he keeps following it in, and I love it because when he's like they're talking to each other, and and it's from the point of view of Russ or I'm sorry um of Bill and and Russ's voice like his letters just keep getting smaller and smaller as he keeps going further and further away. I yeah. thought that was a cool way to do the showing that that he's keep he keeps going. I'm keep I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, yeah. you know, he keeps walking down there. And uh of course Bill's like I really wish you weren't I going just, down there. I feel like we'd be a lot safer on the boat. And that's when you see the boat like just on fire. <laughs> yeah. And then the crew that's on the boat gets those um I forget what they call them. This is called a a burn burned out uh but it's the, these are real things that they sell it's like a ball they make them look like a decoration though in real life that you can like set on a little stand but you keep them in places where a fire could break out um and if they get hot enough they explode with like some kind of you know it's like this powder that basically just like puts out the fire uh so they take these things and they just start throwing them all over the place at the fire and whatnot and um this is this is something see- that I I learned from this issue because I was like, what the hell is this? And I looked it up. It's called a fire retardant grenade. Yeah. I yeah. had no idea these things existed before mm-hmm. I saw this. I was like, holy shit, that's freaking awesome. I want to like just take one and just throw it at something and see, yeah. you know, I want to actually buy one and and try <laughs> it out. Cause that sounds like it's fun as hell to do. Although yeah. like this is not fun. They're going down <laughs> right in a boat and fire. But I thought yeah. that was awesome. I mean, I never even knew they existed. But the art in this, this is this is probably my favorite like art in the issue when they're like they're running to the fire, and you yeah. know you got Cage's beard and with his mustache and everything, yeah. and then you got Lacombe who's just like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. And, they're, <laughs> and they're just tossing the balls at the fire. I thought that was awesome. Great art yeah. in that part. With the, and it's all red because the the alarms are going off and the, you got the fire and everything. It was really yeah. well done. They don't have electricity anymore, so yep. it's like they're pretty much it's lit by the fire. But um, mm-hmm. so you got Rust going, following this down to this cave, and uh, he's still talking to Bill, thinking Bill can hear him, and it leads to this wall where there's all the numbers, but it also has this weird like ma- like maze looking thing, but it's almost like the hydrogen sort of symbol looking deal, except yeah, it's like a maze. Well- 
and it's got these weird caterpillar things like crawling either into it or out of it. I, I don't know. Well, no, um, I could see that because, I mean, you got the proton and the neutron and everything. You got the mm-hmm. two there and then you have. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, that it could be kind of a, a take on the hydrogen. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm not really. I've got carbon tattooed on my arm, by the way. I got the tattoo. I got the, the symbol for carbon with a, 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 a spiral galaxy in it because I'm a science nerd. But <laughs> but uh but yeah yeah so you have that that's it's a really cool symbol and you have like the centipedes in there too like going away from it. It looks like they're walking out of it uh in the carvings there and there's just numbers all over the place. He's like Bill you totally can't hear any of this can you as he's trying he's actually tight trying to talk to him you know saying maybe somebody's actually figured out all all of pi or like maybe it's just mythology or whatever. Yeah, and then he and then he's like, you know, on the very last page, it's it's a full page thing, and it's him with his flashlight, and he says, "Go ahead, Russ, scream your head off," because he's just you know talking to himself, and uh, you could be screaming for your life. Who's gonna hear you down here? And then you see the arms of the other three dead guys uh, coming out from behind, out of this hole behind him, and that's how it ends. Yep. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where that went uh yeah uh again second issue uh fantastic i think pushing the characters kind of what they're all doing forward does a really good job of touching base with all the characters after it sends them off and i think leaves it in a really cool place to sort of pick up from you know um Mm -hmm. so i yeah i I, did i love this issue uh as much as at least I, i guess as much if not more than the one before like it's very intriguing uh and, and it's starting to sort of present all the kind of the questions of like okay like where are we going with the story i still don't really know <laughs> but the whole totem and then in the cave and all that stuff it's like okay so we're dealing with something kind of ancient here or something so right uh, well i mean well uh, you can kind of see that uh, you can you're starting to make some connections here because i mean you even have with the totem i mean you've got the people with the centipedes going through the eyes and all that. So you know that, uh, and you had the centipedes coming out of Peter there. So you know it's all obviously connected and all that kind of stuff. You see, you see it's going someplace. Whereas like Lolo Woods, we're still like, what the fuck? How is this all connected? <laughs> you know, it's, it's still kind of like yeah. it, not getting together yet. And this one seems like it's going to do that very neatly packaged. Um, and yeah, uh, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, I think this is a must-read, and it's I, so far we're only two in, and it looks like it's just like a, it's a must-read book. You gotta read it. It's so yeah. well done. The art is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the art. The characters. He does a really Joe Hill does a really good job of giving each character a different voice. Mm-hmm. Every single character is different, yeah. and you know, like especially days with you know now where we've got bendis where everybody sounds the same and right you know all the other books that we're reading right now and it's oh, like boy. oh my god yeah. it gets so frustrating where everybody just kind of sounds the same and like it, it, these characters are very well thought out for their personalities and how they speak and what they have to say uh i think he does a really good job of that um and uh and like i said the art is is awesome so yeah no it's incredible man um i really very good it. i i gave it a nine yep nine out of ten yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, 
and uh, I think uh, I think it deserves it. It's it's just fantastic writing. Like I really can't uh, fault it for for very much here. But um, the were we gonna pair this with um, shit? What's coming out next week? I thought we were oh, gonna shit. pair um, four together. I, I could be wrong though. Um, oh yeah. Hold so this these two would make three. For some reason, I thought we were like, well, they're coming out like this sort of order so well, well we were we were gonna try to do two because it was kind of we planned to do two each uh each episode however we dropped daphne burn and that threw a monk wrench, right, monkey wrench into it Rebirth. schedule where are you um because this because it would have been daphne burn and the book we covered last week um would have made two and this would have yeah dollhouse that would have made two so next week is Basketball Heads number six out of seven. And then April 1st on your birthday is Daphne yeah. Byrne number four. <laughs> oh, great. And then, the, <laughs> and then the eighth is Dollhouse Family number six. So it just makes sense to do Basketball Heads number six and Dollhouse Family number six if you want to do that. Okay. Which so would then, be like, April yeah, 8th. So yeah. we're talking like after... After the quarantine is over. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So these two will just round out this episode, then and we'll, we'll close it out there. Uh, cool. Well, none of that. And it also gives you a chance to do your, uh, your regular stuff, man. I got to yeah, hear yeah. more of that. Yeah. I'll get to throw in a, I mean, I still need to figure out what I'm going to do for that, but um, um, I'll find something. I've got too many horror comics, like on this horror comic shelf uh, to even, I could I could do this I could do this show only doing those for the rest of my life and probably not even get to oh, all really books but <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and I still keep buying more I'm like you just can't help it <laughs> um, but okay so dude where uh, we'll close it out then um, where can where I think we said it last week at the beginning maybe but uh, just for safe measure where can where can everybody find you get in touch with you uh, read your your uh, wine blog and everything man all right well for you know comic stuff i i write reviews for uh weirdsciencedc.com i do all the hill house comics and i do uh detective comics justice league uh odyssey i do retro reviews too which i haven't been doing lately just because hill house has been so much and i only only have so much time um but you can find me on twitter at joey casco j-o-e-y-c-s-c-o um that's where all my other stuff that isn't wine related is uh reach me at uh the wine stalker at the wine stalker dot uh for on twitter the wine stalker um and that's stocking shelves not stocking shelves but stalking in the bushes and being all creepy and stuff like that so s-t-a-l-k-e-r um and then that's actually my wine blog too is the wine stalker dot net um which i put a lot of time and effort to um so yeah that's that's basically it <laughs> nice man awesome yeah. well, dude thanks for coming on of course and we'll uh We'll be back to, you know, continue the rest, the rest of the series. That wraps up episode 27 of Horror Comics Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks to Joey for joining me yet again. Uh, we will be back with a shorter episode of Hill House Comics, and then I'll be getting back into the radio play sort of uh, old school comics and um, some other things here and there. We'll see, but... 
Thanks again for being here. And don't forget to go to the show notes and follow me and Joey on social media. Go shopping for some horror-related merch through nightmarethreads.com via the link in my show. It helps a lot. Use the promo code to save a little bit of money. All one word, all caps, horror comics, and you'll get 5% off your order there. So go check it out and find something you like. Keep reading horror comics and let me know what you're reading. Take care.